And we got somebody that's wanting to uh, held, yeah. Amen. Uh, Happy New Year. It's good to see you guys. I am excited, uh, as always. Uh, and, and honestly, we ought to wake up every day excited. Uh, serving Jesus, uh, is, I, I, it ought to be the greatest uh, adventure of, of anybody's life. And um, I'm, I'm starting a series this Sunday called, called Having the Life You Love. And uh, when you serve Jesus, you can have the life you love. And, and so we're going to be kicking that off. But today, I, I want to talk about embracing change. And uh, as I have been pondering and just talking to God and, and just listening, not just talking, because it's a dialogue, right? Serving Jesus, it's a dialogue. It's not only talking, but it's listening and hearing. And, and, uh, and, and I, really, I really feel in my heart uh, just some, a number of things that's going to uh, take place this year that should be taking place all the time, but some specific things, some specific things that that he's wanting to do this year. And I believe it's because there's things that need to be done this year. That, that it's going to take uh, him doing these things to get what needs to be done this year. And one thing is an outpouring of his, uh, his favor upon our life. I, I really believe that we need the favor of God in order to fulfill the will of God in our life. That without God's favor, we will not be able to fulfill everything that he has for us. And, and uh, honestly, uh, in order to even be as compassionate, and, and that's another thing that's in my heart, it, it, to be as compassionate as he wants us to be and to be able to meet as many needs that need to be met and, and, and to impact the people that need to be impacted, we need his favor. We need the favor of God just uh, uh, poured out on our life. And so I've been, I've been studying on the favor of God, uh, favor and grace, uh, same word, uh, divine God's divine influence upon our life, uh, f- favor being God's not only blessing but his protection, favor that opens doors, opportunities, ideas, uh, favor that does many things that we can't do. And, and it's not because we earn it, or else it wouldn't be a favor. Somebody called me this, uh, this week and says, Hey, I, I, Pastor, I'd like to ask you for a favor. And it's like, well, uh, it's not like they had uh, money in their favor account that they can draw from. Uh, you know, it wasn't like it was. It wasn't a paycheck. It it wasn't. It wasn't something that they earned. It was something that they asked for, and I I I was able to accommodate. And I said, sure. And so I accommodated that favor. And then there's so much that God wants to do this year that I believe that he wants to channel through our lives that's going to take his favor. And, and I think there's some changes that have to take place in us in order to be uh, recipients of that favor and, and, and channels of that favor. Uh, not only to receive it, in, but to channel it to wherever God's wanting it to go. And, and as a church, I believe that I believe this in my heart. I believe this in my heart that, and it's always been this way, that what God has for us to do is, is it's going to take a team. It's going to take a body. Uh, he, he didn't call uh, me to be a superstar. I'm far from, from that. Uh, but he, he called us all to be a, a body that's uh, making him the superstar here on this earth. And, and so I think that this year is going to be outstanding. It's going to be tremendous. Uh, but there's some things that we need to we need to grasp and get hold of because I think whether you realize it or not, all of us 
have a, a tendency to resist change. Because what, what happens is that we've got to adjust, uh, we've got to adjust attitudes, we've got to adjust schedules, we've got to adjust uh, uh, just a variety of different things in order, to, uh, in order to go the direction that God wants us to go. I think that's why Jesus said, I think this is why he said this, is that if you're going to follow me, you've got to deny yourself. Yeah, you've got to pick up your cross, and then, and then you're able to follow me. And it's because you can't be selfish. It can't be self, uh, a selfish uh, uh, life that we're living in order to fulfill what he wants us to fulfill. Okay, so track with me this evening and embrace. And I want, you to, I want to start out with a scripture that I used on uh, Christmas Eve morning. And I want to give it to you. And it's Isaiah 42.9. And so let's look at it. It says, Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I declare... And before, before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Uh, there's a couple of things here that, I, that, that really stand out to me. First of all, uh, the former things have passed. You know, it's gone. Uh, and I think we're trying to live in the past, many, many, many of us, many times. And uh, those things are, are history. And, and there's, a, there's some new things that God's doing right now. In this day, right now, there's some things. You know, some of you, you've lived, you've lived the same year over and over and over. And you've not embraced the new. Uh, your, your life has become so routine that uh, you, I mean, there's not, there's not any, uh, you just became a maintainer instead of a ground gainer is how I say it. You just maintain in life. You maintain the, the status that you're at, the lifestyle that you're at, the, the effectiveness that you're at, the, the accomplishments that, uh, where you're at. And God wants all of us to, to venture out into the new things that he has for us. We're wandering, many people wandering in the wilderness instead of entering in, in, into the promised land. Now, some people are okay with that. I'm not. Some people are okay with just, uh, just living out this life that is like a vapor. It's short, folks. It's very short. And, and, and some people are okay with just living out their life, uh, just, just wandering in the wilderness. And, uh, and because their needs are being met. God's good God. Even in your rebellion, he'll meet your needs. He did for the children of Israel. They were, they were not in, the, in God's perfect will in their life, yet he still, he still took care of them. <laughs> well, you know, what kind of father would he be if he didn't take care of him? And so uh, some people are okay with that. But don't be okay with that. Amen. Let's embrace the new. Let's embrace what God's doing. Amen. There's some things that we're going to have to do as a church, I believe, this year. Whether multiple services or whether uh, embracing change and maybe getting into another facility that might be temporary. We might have to set up and tear down. I don't know what uh, this year holds, but all I know is that God's allowing us to touch people's lives, and we're growing, and, and, and so we're going to have to facilitate that. Or we can just get stuck where we're at and maintain instead of ground gain. And so that means, that means change. That means all of us got to change. That life's not going to be the same. That there's going to be some things that are going to be different. Some of the things are going to be things that we like. Some things we just don't like. And, and honestly, uh, Jesus didn't say that ministry was going to be uh, things that we liked all the time. 
It's not always comfortable reaching out and, and helping somebody that's uh, on the side of the road that's needing our help, help like the Good Samaritan did. He, he reached out and he did something about the need there. And obviously there was a, a couple of other people that had opportunity to make a life-giving difference in that, that man's life that didn't because they didn't want to change. They didn't want to change their routine. They didn't want to change their schedule. They didn't want to change their, their whatever was going on in their life. Right? right? And so, with all that said, uh, this evening... Uh, we want to embrace. We want to embrace that change. We want to embrace those new things that God has for us this year. I, I think every year has promise. Every day has promise, and I want to take a. I want to take advantage of every day of of my life. And I hope that's where you are, and that's why we're here today. And and I just want to. You know, I wanted to give that intro and probably press that intro more so than, than, uh, than anything else, because uh, what I say now and what I'm going to bring out to you, I think every one of us may know it, uh, but we've, we've maybe not taken it as seriously as we need to. So if we're going to embrace change, number one, we need to remove the lids off of our thinking. Many times we have a lid on our thinking that doesn't, doesn't allow us to think any, any further than beyond where we've been thinking for a long time. And, and we've got to remove those lids. I believe that's why the scripture tells us that we're to renew our minds constantly, continually with the word of God. Because if we don't renew our minds with the word, then we, we're, we're limited to the information that we've gathered from wherever. And we're not, we're, not, we're not getting God's perspective. When we get God's word into our heart and into our mind, then we begin to take on a different perspective. We begin to see things differently. We begin to see the vision and the dream that God has rather than the one that we have. The children of Israel were stuck. They were stuck in slavery. Even though they were out of Egypt, they were still stuck in slavery. They were still enslaved to their past, in, in, enslaved to... Uh, the, the comfort of being a slave, so much so that they wanted to go back to slavery. And, and, and as a result, they didn't go in and they didn't, they didn't possess the land that God says that they could have. And eventually, thank God that there was a generation that was raised up that went in and, and, and was able to experience uh, the goodness of, of God in what he had for them. And so we've got to remove that thinking out of our, out of our things. I believe uh, Scripture is very, very clear that he has things that are beyond our, our greatest imagination and not that he wants to keep us in dark because God doesn't, he's a God of light. He wants to bring us into the light of that. Before those things spring forth, he wants to show them to us. That's why, we, that's why we're having this 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I want to encourage you and challenge you, take it serious. Take it serious. Get in there and make sure that you're pressing in like you never have pressed in uh, in seeking God during this time. One of the reasons why I fast is because my flesh is constantly crying and, then, and, and at the beginning of the, flash, uh, the fast, my flesh cries like loud and I can't hear hardly anything because my flesh is wanting food. Give me food. Give me food. Shut up. Shut up. You are not going to eat. I am telling you what to do. You're not going to tell me what to do. 
And so I'll, I'll fast and I'll get in there and I'll press in and then I'll get past that point. And, and it makes me more sensitive to what God's saying. And, and without exception, I am, I'm going to hear God like I haven't heard him before. And I'm, it's going to prepare us and, and propel us even into, into this year for what he has for us. And so take it serious. Uh, get the lid off. Get the lid off of your, your thinking where you've been. And, uh, and God has great things for us. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 says this. Uh, it says, But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. The Holy Spirit is a leads us and guides us into all truth. He'll show us those things that we know not. He'll show us those things to come. The Holy Spirit is the revealer of the will of God in, in our lives. That's what the Holy Spirit has given, been given to us for, one of the reasons. Uh, he's not a spiritual hitchhiker just to, just to, to be housed by us. He's, he's here to show us what God has for us. He has big things for us, great things for us as a church. Uh, for individually, and let me let me just say this: If you're not doing good uh, individually, then it affects us corporately. Uh, I need you healthy spiritually because your health will determine the health overall health of us all. You know, it's just like a, we're all a body. If you got one part of your body that's ailing you, then it's going to affect the performance of the rest of your body. You, you understand what I'm saying? So we need everybody, everybody seeking God, getting in and pressing in and, and understanding what the Spirit of God is saying and so that he can lift the, the lid off of the things that he has for us. But our carnal mind will reject and re- resist or reject even what God's trying to bring to us and say to us. If you go on and read in 1 Corinthians chapter chapter 2, in verse 14, it says this, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. And and so when we are, are, are not being influenced by the Holy Spirit and the Word of God in our life, then we put a a lid on our thinking. And God's trying to say something big to us. I believe God's speaking right now. I believe right now that the Holy Spirit is speaking and, and, and he's depositing some things in you right now. Please pay attention to what's being said by him as even I am speaking. Because even as I'm speaking, there's something going on as a believer inside of you. He's revealing and talking. And, you, and, and sometimes we're just, we're just, we're, we're just uh, so accustomed to our natural thinking that we, we resist or even reject those things that he's even trying to speak now. My, uh, uh, when my grandson, before my other granddaughters, or before my granddaughters were born, when my grandson was young, uh, we, my wife and I were taking him to Chuck E. Cheese, and, uh, you know, children like Chuck E. Cheese, uh, and uh, we were taking him to Chuck E. Cheese, and, and he was so excited, just excited about going to Chuck E. Cheese, Chuck E. Cheese, Chuck E. Cheese. And, uh, and, and so we were going over there, and my wife said, uh, Grandson, we, we can't wait. We want to take you to Disneyland. And he looked up with all sincerity. He says, No, Nana, Chuck E. Cheese. 
Chuck E. Cheese. And the reason is, is he had, he had no uh, awareness of what Disneyland is like. Uh, I, the only thing that he has, has experienced was Chuck E. Cheese. And, and that's like many of us. We've, we've experienced the Chuck E. Cheese uh, lifestyle here on this earth, and God's trying to take us to Disneyland. He's trying to reveal something big, and many of us are saying, no, 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 God, Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese. And so we resist it. We resist it in our natural thinking. And he does that in many ways. He does that in trying to get us. He tries to get us from where we're at to where he wants to take us. And he does that in a variety of different ways. He does that in our attitudes, in our actions, in our commitments, in our our, uh, our giving, uh, just a variety of different ways. And many times we go, we revert back to Chuck E. Cheese. And, and, and it's what it is, it's the lid that we put on our thinking that prevents us from reaching out and embracing the Disneyland that God has for us, if you will. Okay? Am I painting that picture good enough? So, so first of all, remove the lids off your thinking. Secondly, what I'd like to say is remove the limits off your potential. Uh, Every one of us have, I believe, our potential is greatness. Uh, Psalm, I believe, 7121 says that God will increase our greatness and comfort us on every side. And, and every one of us have the potential for greatness in and through our life. Our marriages, our, 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 our ministry, our, our just everything that God has for us is we have the potential for greatness. But we put limits on our potential. We place limits on our potential. And again, back, uh, referring back to the children of Israel, they limited God. I, I look at this in, in Psalm 78 verse 21. It says, yes, again and again, they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. We limit God and His potential in our lives by a variety of different things. Unbelief, disbelief, uh, dishonor. Uh, Jesus couldn't do any mighty works in his own hometown because they, they looked at Him and they said, well, how, how could this be done? Look, He's the carpenter's son. And many times we limit ourselves because we know ourselves. We, we live with ourselves. Look, who, who am I? You know, where did I come from? I mean, I, I'm, I, I, I was born on this side of the tracks. And, and you know, th- I haven't accomplished much in my lifetime. I've been serving Jesus for 31 years. And, and you know, look at, look at the fruit. I, I don't care where you've been, what, what's gone on in your life. You still have great potential. God lives in you. Greatness lives in you. The grace of God, the power of God, the goodness of God lives and resides in every one of you. And so you've got, you've got the ability to, to produce great things. The rich young ruler came to Jesus. What can I do to be saved? And, and Jesus laid out a, a plan for him. He says, oh, I've done all that since I was a youth. And then Jesus, loving him, says you've got greater potential than what you're living Man, you've been, you've been great, a, a great young ruler. You've been, a, you've been awesome in all that you've done. But he says, one thing you lack, you need to sell everything. Go give it to the poor. Pick up your cross. Follow me. 
And the Bible says he went away sad at, at that saying, grieved and walked away from what God had for him. And had he stuck around, he would have realized what he was trying to do is he was trying to get him from, to transfer his trust from riches to transferring his trust in Jesus Christ. And if you'll transfer your trust into Jesus, Jesus can lead you into greatness. There are scholars that say that, uh, that, that, that they, were, they were considering him as being the replacement for Judas. That he could have been one of the twelve disciples uh, and, and could have taken the place of, of, of Judas, one of the disciples. And uh, not to mention, the Bible goes on that says, if, if you give up anything from me, I'll give all these other things to you. And I'm not, I'm not preaching, I'm just, I'm just saying we all have potential. And, and whether we like it or not, many times we limit our potential. And I don't know how that looks for you. I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying, God, I don't want to put limits on you. I know I do. I, I'm sure I do. But I want to kick them off. And so I, I, I encourage you in this 21 days of prayer and fasting to press in. And say, God, if there's limits that I'm placing on you, please reveal them so I can get them off me. So that you can do whatever you want to do and, and accomplish whatever it is that you want to uh, accomplish in in and through my life, you know. Many of us are, are, are we we just we just gotta we gotta press on to the mark, as Paul says. I haven't arrived, I haven't gotten there, but I'm pressing on. I'm not stopping here. I'm not staying here. I'm not going to be a maintainer in life because there's too much to accomplish in this very short time that we have here on this earth. And uh, and by the way, we live forever. And so let's, let's get after it. You're not going to, you know, what you got to give up here on this earth is squat. It's nothing. You've got a whole eternity that you're fixing to experience. Some sooner than others. It, but man, it's, it's a glorious, we serve the master. We serve the king of kings. We serve God. And so let's not limit our potential God, every day I'm declaring some things over not only me, but you guys. I'm declaring it. I'm declaring some things over our life because I want the potential of God to be lived out. And so we've got, we've got to not only remove the lids from our thinking, remove the limits from our potential, but we need to remove the lack off of our actions. We need to remove the lack of our actions. Uh, I, I quoted this to somebody earlier. I said, faith without works is dead. Uh, we, have, we have faith, but we're not acting on our faith. Therefore, it's not producing. It's, it's lifeless. There's no, there's no substance to it. And so God wants to bring some... He wants to bring some things... Uh, uh, he wants to bring some things in us, and He wants to bring some things through us. But I think many times we're waiting for we're waiting for things to be aligned. We're waiting for we're waiting for something. I, I mean, aren't we always just just waiting, just waiting for the the right time, waiting for the for the sun and the whatever to align itself, right? And then and then we'll act. I mean, you know, when it, whenever whenever this gets this way, then I'll go ahead and do it. 
Oh my gosh, if that's what you're doing, you're never going to get anything done. I love this out of the Living Bible. It says it in Ecclesiastes 11.4. It says, if you wait for perfect conditions, you will never get anything done. If you wait for perfect conditions, if you're waiting for the conditions to align themselves so that you think it's the proper time to act, then you're probably not going to get anything, anything done. If, you're wait, if you wait for, I wrote this down, if you wait f- uh, until you're 100% sure to try anything new, you're probably too late. I, there's, there's never, ever, I don't think ever been a time that I was 100% sure of anything. If I was 100% sure, I guess it wouldn't be called faith. And so we've, we've got, we're, we're people of faith. He's called us to take steps. He's called us to walk out some things. And uh, we're not going to, we're not going to, uh, uh, you know, we're not going to get anything co- accomplished. You know, I'm not saying to go jump off a cliff and on the way down, build a plane with hopes that you'll be saved. You know, I'm not saying that. Uh, I, I, you know, but but we've got to be a p- people of action. Somebody that really inspires me that that acts and and you know he's uh, he's done well. And there's been some things where he probably acted prematurely from time to time. But he's a man of action. That's my son. Uh, he, you know, he gets he gets something, and it's like, okay, let's go do it. Not not always. Not always 100% sure, not always got everything in alignment, but he gets started and he gets, he gets after it. Amen. And I've seen him do some things and, and some things not work out, but I've seen a lot of things that he did and that's worked out and he's gained some ground in life. Amen? Amen? And, and I'm, 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 you know, I look to him, and that's why I, I turn to him and I receive counsel from him all the time. It's, and he inspires me. He inspires me because he's a person of action. Amen. And another person that inspires me that's a, pers- a person of action, and that's our master. Amen. I mean, Jesus, he, he was constantly on, on the move. He was, he was constantly moving, and, and guess what happened? Miracles happened. Favor happened. Things happened. As he needed it, it was there. So he ministered to the multitudes. Well, how are we going to feed them? Oh, don't worry about it. Just, where's, what's, what do we have? Five loaves, two fish? Fine. Okay, bring them on. You know, he was, he was ministering to the people when he didn't have all the, necessarily all the resources to take care of them on hand. But nonetheless, he did it. And, and as a result of his action, guess what? When the time was there and when the time was needed, there was the resources. So we've got to be a, we've got to be a people of action, willing to act. We've got to be bold. We've got to be people of faith. Now, I don't know if this message has inspired anybody, but it has inspired me. Amen. And I, I just want to encourage every one of us, as we... Press on into this 21 days of prayer and fasting that kicks off this Sunday. As we, as we press on into it, 
that we get really, really serious about talking to God, about helping us to remove the lids off of our thinking, helping us to remove the lack off of our potential, and helping us to remove the uh, or the lack. I, I, I actually, sorry about that. Number two was limits, the limits off of our potential. Number three is the lack. I, I didn't change that, so. And, uh, and, and the lack off of our actions. And God wants to do that in and through us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Would you bow your heads and let me pray for you? And I'm just going to ask you before.